Merry Christmas I don't want to fight tonight with In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my one and only Santa's little helper is Travis Rats here. (laughs) A Simpsons reference, and I got you to bark. Man, I love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Comic (laughs) Exposure Podcast. I am only like two sips into my double IPA, so this this should not be going this rough. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome. Eggnog IPA? It is not. It's uh. It is coffee IPA. It's a double. It's a coffee double IPA. Oh, uh, I am drinking just coffee. Just coffee. Well, it's like what time is it there, buddy? It is nine twelve in the a.m. Oh, Do you know bad. where your children are? They're on a podcast. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I divulge our deepest, darkest, nerdy secrets as we talk about. Uh, what's going on in the world of comic books and nerd-related stuff. But today is a very special yearly episode. That episode that we've been we've been working for mm-hmm. this whole time, we just wait for this one in, in anticipation because on this episode, a comic book Christmas list is going to grace your earballs. Mm-hmm. And and what we're what we do is we we take some serious time mm-hmm. and we cobble together mm-hmm. like elves in a in a in a santa's sweatshop. workshop santa's sweatshop to bring you a list of things not that you want or that you should buy <laughs> but things that we want and we want people to buy for <laughs> us and maybe maybe through this conversation you'll go I think I'm going to buy those guys something. No, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. You might be interested in what we're interested in. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're like, I haven't heard of that thing before. I, I, I want to read it. Or I haven't heard of that before. I, I'm, I'm going to check it out. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take these books mm-hmm. and these nerdy things. And, and we're going to do something that I believe um, if you've seen the film Boiler Room, you will know that you should always be closing. But here on comic, mm, I believe Explo- that is uh, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Well, they talk about it in Boiler Room with oh. Vin Diesel. And uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> uh, the guy who's like dancing in like the. <laughs> no, it's say French it... Stewart, but it's not even close to French. Stewart. No, it's the guy who's isn't he like, well, he's like yeah, in my he's brother. He's like in my million, sister's a million keeper, ways like... to die in the West. And he was on Friends. He was. Uh, the, yeah, he was Phoebe's, Phoebe's brother. brother. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, it's always be closing. But for us, it's always stuffing stockings. The up ass in episode. If you yeah, will. this is the ass episode in comic exposure where we're always stocking stockings. We're going to we're going to tightly roll these comic Ooh. books and we're going to shove them Ooh. right so far <laughs> up it. So far up your stocking. Josh, I want to tell you this. Yeah. It's going to be hard to stuff <laughs> some of my list up there. 
It's going to be well, hard you know, to stuff some of my... Rolling is going to be an issue. I imagine that you've been prepping your stocking yes. the whole year. Yep. My stocking hole has been prepped. <laughs> so let's... I've been drinking a lot of coffee this morning. Uh, so it's just, oh I'm man to go there so here we hi go. kids do you like primus do you want to watch me stick nine inch nails in both my eyelids i always thought it was do you like primus but it is do you like violence <laughs> but i like primus yeah hi kids do you like primus you're like <laughs> <laughs> <Stuffing> <laughs> fat, bass, sloppy bass lines right up your yeah. pooper yeah. So, Travis, why don't you kick us off with your first comic book Christmas list item? All right. So maybe we should, do, we should maybe we should do a little vamping more. <laughs> you think so? No. Think uh, so? so when I, I'll tell you when I when I sit down, we didn't vamp enough. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called? We I don't know what anything is called this morning. What are they called uh, in Star Wars? Like the little things that they ride on? Are, the, are those called vamps? Vampas? A, a tauntaun? Vampas? Ba- Bamptons? Tauntauns? A, a wampa? A wampa sound, is that big white thing. Okay, so it doesn't sound like vamp at all. Um, it doesn't. So yeah, when I come with my Christmas list, I'm basically just looking for things that I like, uh, as yeah. you said. Um, so this year, I, I got in a, a naked attempt. In a naked attempt that one of our loved ones will listen to this episode and go. You know, I was wondering what to get Travis, but now I know. Now I have. I, know. I will say, after the last like three or four years of doing this, I have probably gotten about two things that have appeared on the list. Last year, hey. my brother-in-law got me that sweet preacher statue. Right? No preacher. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And then he was. My parents were like, well, we don't know what to get Travis for his birthday, and they were like, well, listen to the Christmas episode podcast. And I got finally. I can cross off the list this year, Josh. You will not be hearing me say this, which I have put on my list every year. The lock and key box set, which was, it was magnifico. I I, I, I had it I sitting on my shelf. I still haven't read the whole thing. I had it sitting on my shelf, and I, had, I got really sick last spring, and I just sit, sat in bed for three days, and like a little child with a flashlight just read through lock and key. Like half and a was, peanut butter sandwich, yep. you didn't finish it, nope, you set it down. save it for later. I wonder how many times we've res- referenced that scene in the never-ending story <laughs> in our episodes. <laughs> Listeners, if you have time, someone create that list for us. All right, Travis, let's hear it. What's, what's your item? I'm in t- anticipation. What am I going to have to grease up and shove in your stocking? You got to grease up real good because this one, um, you know, we talked a couple episodes ago about how as I get older, I'm really into optics. Okay. Like a politician. And you, you want the bookshelf that looks good. I want the bookshelf that looks good that's going to give me some clout, that's going to give me some credit in this world. I've got a nice mahogany bookshelf, and I want to put leather-bound slipcase pieces in it. What are you smirking at? <laughs> I just – so at transparency, background on the show, we sent each other our list with the links, and I think I just clicked on the one you're going to talk about. Go, go for it, man. Just – I – I look at the price, and no one loves you that much. I mean, I think you're a great guy. <laughs> so starting with number five. Um, oh, wait. This is your that's list. Your <laughs> yeah, that's my. <laughs> this is such a terrible show. <laughs> number five. I feel like we should have, like, countdown music. Maybe I'll add that in later, so I'll give it a couple of breaks. Boop, 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 boop. All right. I want. Can we do the no whammies sound? No, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. What is that from? For impress your luck. I don't know what Dude, that you is. You grew up in Asia. You don't know. I don't know what pressure luck is. It's a game is. show, and like you press the button, and the wheel goes around, 
And then if it gets a bad thing, it's a whammy, which is this little cartoon devil thing that makes you lose. And so people would, before they press the button, they go, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, stop! And they'd hit the button. <laughs> You're talking gibberish to me right now. <laughs> oh, man. But you know who, who talks the best gibberish? This is a horrible segue. Uh, it's my boy, <laughs> Calvin, from Calvin and Hobbes. Okay. Now, Josh, I have, I think I've mentioned, I've probably mentioned my love of Calvin Hobbes. It's probably come up once or twice uh, in uh, the history of the podcast episode, but I love Calvin Hobbes. In fact, when I was learning to read, I will directly equate Calvin Hobbes with my learning to read. It was the first thing I remember vividly, a vivid memory, memory, a vivid memory of sitting on the plane. And I was reading through one of those paperback volumes. Yeah. You know, they, we all yeah. had at least one or two of those. Like the one, the winter one. Yeah, and they yeah. were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Monsters underneath the bed, all that yeah. good stuff. And I remember turning to my mom and I said, Mother. That's how I talked to my mother back then. I said, Mother. She said, Yes, <laughs> child. And I said, I can hear Calvin in my head. And she goes, What? And I go, I can, like, when I read the comic, I can hear him. He sounds a certain way in my head. And she's like, oh, you dumb bastard. That is called <laughs> reading. That's what happens when you read. So Calvin, I have a vivid memory of Calvin being the first character who took on a voice in my head. Now, Josh, you'll recall, there, I don't yeah. think there's ever been like an animated, at least that I know of, uh, um, conical version of Calvin Hobbes. Yeah, because like, like, like Bill Watterson was like, screw you guys, I'm done. Didn't he yeah. like walk away from everything? He didn't I, produce a bunch of stuff. Like when he was done, he was done. And no one can get the rights to Calvin except the people who ripped it off and when he pees on everything. But I think I think that, I don't think he gets any royalties from that. Truck nut Calvin? Calvin yeah. Like that? Yeah. Truck nut Calvin doesn't doesn't get him anything. <laughs> That's great. There's, like a, there's a documentary on it. You should check it out. Watterson. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's called something, uh, The Beautiful Life of Water, or whatever. Something Watterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, anyways, what was I saying? Um, this he was is, the first voice you heard in your head. No canonical version. Yeah, so it's not like when I hear Batman, you hear Conroy or whatever it yeah. is in your head. So I created that voice, Josh. I did. And I, I want to. I want to. I want to know what it sounds like, but I don't know that you can't. You can't, can't produce. I it. can't reproduce. If I could, I would be a millionaire because I would be just voicing bootleg Calvin strips. <laughs> so, I how many pages is this beast? So this is. We didn't even talk about what it was. It's a yeah. hardcover book slip edition. It comes in three volumes of all of Calvin Hobbes, and this is made by the New York Times. So this is actually a New York Times book. That they've oh. compiled all the things. This isn't like DK publishing hardcover that's going to fall apart in you in a week. The shit they put in the the uh, sales bin at Barnes & Noble. No. This is a – everyone knows the New York Times is a reputable uh, – Reputable, buddy. Reputable. Uh, and so they put it in this hardbound slipcase, and it's going to sit nicely on my bookshelf. And I can tell that story about my mother. Right. My beautiful mother. And, <laughs> and my first experience – Developing so, character. This thing is one thousand four hundred and forty pages. Yep. What? Yep. And for the meager price of one hundred and sixty dollars, <laughs> I. You know what? It. I bet you. I bet you it smells good. Oh yeah, it smells like childhood. I bet you it smells great. It smells like peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Here's, here's my question for you. Here's my question for you. What's yeah. your favorite Calvin and Hobbes bit? Oh, uh, I, not comic because that yeah, might be hard to remember. I, but. I always like off the top of my head. I always like when his food would come up and attack him. 
Okay. Uh, All right. That was always a good one. Because I just remember as a kid, remember how it's like having to – did your parents ever do this if you weren't finishing your meal? Like you had to sit. They're like, okay, yeah. you can eat it hot or you can sit here until cold. it gets cold. If you don't yeah. like it now, you're going to like it even less when it's cold. And you just sit there with like your your fist on your chin yeah, just and your fork angrily. in your hand and being like, we'll wait this out. Yeah. What about you? Um, do you remember any? Yeah, I think my favorite one is what the, what he does to all the snowmen whenever he puts snowmen in his yard. <laughs> yeah. And they're like decapitated or like there's one with like a baby coming out of it. Like there's holes in them and stuff. Those are, those are my favorite ones. And you grew up in in Snowtown, USA, man. Like yeah, man. Calvin Calvin is very much the environment is very much fall. It's and the winter, most Midwest. Yeah. It is such a Midwest comic strip. Yeah. Very it good. is That's very good much. Point. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. There's right, yours. Buddy. I'm tossing right. it over to you. You ready? You ready for mine? Mm-hmm. So I don't have mine are in no particular order. So let's let's just get that off the bat right now. So mine are, you, are no am particular. I, am order. I gonna click on number one or number five? First on my list, I am currently deep, deep within a reread of Batman Nightfall, the Bane Jean Paul Valet saga, of where Batman is broken. And he must come back to defeat the uh, terrible Batman who's taken over in his place. The psychotic Batman, Asriel. Don't call the comeback. And I, on a whim, they were, they're putting them all right now, all out right now for the 25th anniversary. So they're re-releasing it in a nine volume set. One at a time. Like every two weeks, one of them's dropping or something like that. Or every, yeah, I think like every two weeks, one of them's coming out. So on a whim, I got Prelude to Nightfall, which is the books that lead up to Bane breaking his back. Uh, And I am currently in, I'm deep in Asriel as Batman right now, as Jean-Paul Valet as Batman. And so I'm going to tell you. The best part of Nightfall, some would argue. (laughs) It is the worst part of it. (laughs) But here's what it is. I honestly, I remember reading these as a, I don't know, 25 years ago, I was 11, right? So I remember reading these in the, uh, in floppy, in we, in like the little comic books, single off, issues. Off the spinner racks. Yeah, I, my, this is when my dad, this was when my dad was like, we were in, like, this is when all this was happening with Superman and Batman. And so my dad was picking these up. I was reading them as they came out and I went back to read it. And I remember all the covers as I'm flipping through it. And I remember bits and pieces of the story, but I don't remember it exactly. And I am having a fantastic voyage rereading this. Uh, this has carried me through the insomnia of election season as we were, you know, as I was working on some campaigns and uh, working on some uh, working on stuff across the state of Arizona. I was having a little bit of trouble sleeping. And so every night a bit of Batman would car- carry me off to uh, slumberland. And so I am about let's see, one, two, three, four, five. I'm like five in right now. It was the night before the union meeting, and all took the house. <laughs> not a Buckley was sleeping, not even their four pets. Uh, <laughs> he was just reading Batman. But I'm going to tell you, I didn't think I would enjoy it this much. I picked up Prelude to Batman on a whim. I love it. Can I ask you a couple questions about this book? Sure. Ask right. me about it. Ask right. me about One, I know this has been an epic saga. This has been like the last three podcasts you've been on this. Yeah. And you've been putting on yeah. So 
do you know how how long the actual nightfall like how like how many years would that be like how many issues do you think there were well it ran over it ran over like detective shadow of the bat and batman so okay. it ran over three comics probably for like plus, a year then huh plus some catwoman issues and so plus there was like a couple issues of Two-Face that it ran through. So it ran through a couple different issues. So, so let me at uh, roughly like maybe like uh, let's say one comic a month for one of those series. So roughly around 25. Uh, you're looking probably like 75 comics worth of Nightfall then, huh? Uh, maybe more than that, man. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a hefty tome for would, sure. Would you, would you be comfortable rounding it up to a hundred? It said it ran from okay, so I just looked it up. Nightfall, nineteen ninety three to nineteen ninety four, uh, and that consists of Nightfall and Night Quest, which I'm on right now. Um, and this is, and then it goes Night's End. So it might be a little longer than that with the way that they've got this new version sitting out there. So it's about, it's probably about two years worth of of comic books. And another reason that maybe 1993 and 1994 might be the most important years of the 90s as far as pop pop culture is concerned when you think of the, the movies the like best. pulp fiction and you think of the music like all of my mind. this is the, yeah. the, the weirdest thing almost all of my favorite albums come out in 1993 and 1994 i, I know like it's the most important uh year the years of the 90s i think it's one of the most important years of all time oh. if i can if i can like forget the forget the printing press Right, Gutenberg, Gutenberg can suck it. Right, Gutenberg can take his printing press and shove it up his stocking. Always be stuffing. About, always be stuffing. ASS always stuck. Always always stuff stockings. Um, I'm dude. I'm just digging it. I don't know why, and it's probably a lot of nostalgia because some of it's super cheesy, right? Mm-hmm. But and and look, Jean Paul Valet is a real jerk. He's a real jerk. I get why Batman fans don't like this. Like. People who read Batman well before this piece don't like this, but for but for me, this is like the era of when I read Batman, mm-hmm. right? And so it it doesn't seem that crazy. It doesn't seem that obnoxious for me to read it, but I can see how people wouldn't like it. But I'm telling you, I didn't think I would enjoy it, but damn, I'm enjoying it, man. It is a it is a fun little trip down memory memory lane and like a good little history lesson on 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 like sort of comics of that era and the price point very reasonable 1338 super great price point on all these yep yep all right dude so let's hear what's your what's your number two number two no emmy no emmy no emmy no emmy no emmy no emmy what is my number two? Oh, okay yeah so here's um this so like i switch off books that i read with kids like every year because i get um I get bored. I get fatigued. But about at least every other year, I do Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury is one of my favorite authors of all time. Uh, I love his short stories. You're looking at me like, you don't don't like Ray Bradbury? No, I love Ray Bradbury. I just think I clicked on a different thing than you're talking about. But that's Uh, okay. All right. Maybe not. Uh, Maybe I'll just go in a roundabout way. Um, I think you are. (laughs) And uh, so I I love his short stories. They're these – Okay. They're always these like really kind of twisted, dark – ending sci-fi stories yeah. uh and so i popped online and i bought a couple of single issue uh weird fantasy okay. uh and if for those of you who don't know weird fantasy weird fantasy is basically like these pulp books 
from like the 1960s, I think even started in the 1950s, uh, where these uh, artists and writers, they get it's almost like an anthology. Each comic is like a short story where they just mm-hmm. get like a sci-fi writer and they team them up with a comic book writer and it's real pulpy-like and they tell these basically short stories, sci-fi stories in comic book form. Really big. I mean, it's a tentpole series in uh, yeah. uh, early comics, uh, mid- mid-century comics. And I never really looked at them. And I was like, this... These comics are a gold mine for story ideas. They have all these really great twisted short stories. And so I have this idea. I think uh, I think next year I want to put on this play for high school. I was going to say, like, you are a – yeah. <laughs> that is going to be just called Weird Fantasies, and it's going to be, like, all these shorts from Weird Fantasies. And we're going to set the stage up real, like – that's the colors of weird fantasy and that yeah. pulpiness to it. And I'm like, I've got to start researching. So like Bradbury and they do, they do some short stories on here, all these old great sci-fi writers. And they just put them with these really kind of house style for the time. Uh, yeah. Artists. Uh, and you have these weird, like uh, we're on an alien planet and there's like, orange robots and blue robots and the orange robots are so all these like early civil rights stories and all these things are told on there so if you've never read uh weird fantasy uh or strange tales or anything like that this is a great um entry point into it so what i have on here you can get it in the uh soft cover form but you know me gotta be hardcover it's gotta, gotta be good, hardcover. Gotta look good on the. You like something hard in your stocking. I, I like understand. something hard in my stocking, and so I put it on there. Have you read any of the uh, weird fantasy? I don't think so. I've read some of the horror ones from back in the day. So like, uh, is it what strange the Harvey, stories? Harvey Hinkle or whatever it is. I want some. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, and so like one of the things that I love, I think it was on one of my comic Christmas lists before, uh, was some of this. You know, some of this weird. Some of these weird books. Um, I know I can't think of it right now, and I don't see it on my shelf. Um, but um, that sort of era of comic books, where the stories were so like succinct, yep, and you told a story really quickly, and you could skip a bunch of beats because you didn't dis- you didn't explain anything. Like you're like, here's a planet, and there's vampires on this planet, and they're gonna eat us. And the only way we can get off the planet is if we use our super x-ray specs in order to, you know, we got to use our super x-ray specs in order to take care of this stuff, right? Like, there's always just this random thing to make it happen. Good. Yeah, uh, I like it. In and out. We talked about this. The short, yeah. We've talked about the short story form a couple episodes ago. I yeah. forgot what book we were reading. Uh, but uh, it was, I really like that. You could, and you could just put it on the shelf, pull it out, read one, and then you don't yeah. have to feel like, oh, I have to come back to this before I forget and I'm telling you, if you are a creative person and you just want to rip people off, this is a great idea because <laughs> no one remembers these stories. You're gold. You're gold. You're gold. Repackage these Very. things, pony boy. Very repackaged. All right. All right. Let's see what we got, Josh. All right. So here is uh, here's what we got. Um, I'm Next up on my list is uh, this book just recently came out. And as you know, the Buckley household is is a your mic wrestling... is all over the place today is it dude <laughs> yeah, i don't know what's go. going on don't touch it <laughs> i won't touch it there you go so the buckley household is a wrestling household we watch professional wrestling and this year the comic book story of professional wrestling came out and 
as a podcast, we did the comic books, comic book history of beer before. Yep. And so uh, I found this. Uh, the art is pretty is pretty great. Um, and you know, it's very cartoony and it's essentially the history of professional wrestling in comic book time. And I love history. I was a history teacher for a long time before I started teaching government and economics. And there's just something silly about, there's just something about wrestling that, that lends itself to the comic aspect so much, right? Like, cause all of those characters are all sort of like larger than life people, whether you think back to when we were kids and it was like the Iron Sheik and like George the Animal Steel and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And so this is essentially the big history of wrestling. And so that's my next one. Uh, and I figure like I we watch it. My son loves it, but I don't know a lot of the history of it. So I thought it'd be cool to kind of do a little good read on it. And then the art is super cartoony and fun. So. Now, is it uh, like the history of how the people came up with their characters or is it more of like the history of the business or a little bit? It's of both? A, a little bit of both. It's like the history of the business. So it talks about how, you know, it goes from that transition where <clears throat> professor professional wrestling was. I think it even goes back to when wrestling first was a long time ago. Right. And the Greeks and Romans. And then it talks about the system in the U.S. used to be very regional. And there were all these different promotions who just had a region, a territory that they were involved in. And it goes through the history of how like WWE takes all that over and how it becomes WWF. And so it's this large scale history of, of wrestling. Um, so a bunch of like a bunch of stuff, um, you know, luchadors and oh, uh, so John. It's, it's not just WWE. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 it's no. like the whole history of it. Yeah, it's the whole thing. Yeah. I just recently watched last weekend the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts. Where he goes oh, and dude. stays with uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Jeez, I watched that. I so two years ago, I had a six fifths contract, which meant I didn't have a prep hour at school and I couldn't go anywhere during my lunch. And so, in twenty minute increments in my lunch in my classroom, I watched that documentary and cried to myself as I watched that documentary. It's so sad, man. Yeah, yeah. It's super depressing. Yeah, I think that um, it's he's he was probably my favorite wrestler of all time. And to see him go through that stuff is just so, right. like, heartbreaking. But at the same time, it's also like, first of all, that dude's definitely going to relapse. Jake the Snakes Roberts is definitely going to relapse <laughs> if he hasn't done it a couple of times. But you see him at the cons now. He was recently at the Tucson uh, yeah. Comic-Con, and we've seen him at uh, whatever the hell. Amazing, right? When it used to be amazing. He was at yeah. Amazing, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he's been to Phoenix a couple of times in okay. Arizona. So he's doing the circuit, and, and it's it's – he looks good now when I see him at cons in person. He looks better than he did on the documentary. So yeah, is he in the book? Have you gotten to that point yet? No, I haven't read it yet. I oh, okay. don't have it. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. why it's on my list. By oh, right, it's right, list. right. I forget this is the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gabby, are you listening? Get him that book. Boom. Stuff my oh, stocking, Gabby. Stuff your stock. That's a good one. I actually might put that on my list too. All right. So okay. What, what do you next, what do you got for me? Next one speaks for itself. Um. <clears throat> We, you know, uh, since we did Daredevil, you know, I, I'd seen Sinkevich stuff before, but I guess I didn't recognize it was like Sinkevich. Like, I didn't really put like the artist's name to it. I just see beautiful yeah. covers. I'm like, oh, that's like an Alex Ross type of thing going on here. But since you got me to read that Daredevil um, Love and War. Yeah. Um, uh, I've been obsessed with Sinkevich. Like, sometimes I'll just sit, <laughs> I'll, sometimes I'll just sit my phone and I'll just type in Sinkevich. And then it will autocorrect it, and I have to be like comic book artist Sinkevich until I get the spelling correct, right. and then it gets me to the right spot. Um, yeah. 
And so what better gift than a Sienkiewicz sketchbook, which includes like sketches for it. Now, the problem is I think you have to like buy this third party. Uh, so I don't know what's in it, like as far as the sketches, but I don't want to know. The best part about getting a sketchbook is you open it up for the first time and move through it. So I'm thinking of all the artists that I'd want just a collection of. Um, I think Sienkiewicz would be a great one. You could just sit and just look at it and just drool over the art on it. Yeah, man. Uh, this does look, the one that you've got here is like from 1990. A fantastic graphics release of it. I bet you it's fantastic, man. Because I, it's going to be all old sketches, too. Yeah, it's going to be some some great stuff. Oh, man. I, so, Travis, I, I know I already I know I know already sent you a picture of it, but I do want to let the audience know that when we read Daredevil, Love and War, you were like, I want a, I want a paper copy of this because you had to read it on the uh, on the Kindle or I guess like on your iPad or whatever. Uh, I, I, as I do, went hunting and I found a pristine copy. Ooh, look at that. So a beautiful. Oh, look at the edges of that thing, man. I found a pristine, better than my copy. I found a pristine <laughs> copy of that uh, Frank Miller, Bilson Kevich, Daredevil, Marvel graphic novel. And it's Ooh. yours, buddy. Oh. It is yours. Oh, I'm not even going to stuff that up my uh, stocking because I don't want to ruin the edges on it. You know? It is, it is a very nice copy. And I don't think the young man running the comic book store knew what he had yeah he sold it to me for five bucks and he cool. definitely should cool. <laughs> but, but i have it and oh, so excellent. let me ask you a question josh yeah. if you were going yeah. to get a coffee book table of an artist like sketches or artwork who like who would you look for so i think i think you've got a good i think sinkevich would be really good i would like to get um why like uh sean murphy yeah. I think Sean Murphy would have he a really good a sketchbook. sketchbook. Remember, I think a couple of years ago we put it on. I think you might have put it on your list or something. Oh, like yeah. That. that's um, Or it was a Kickstarter or something like that. Yeah. I, and we talked about it. Um, but it is a a beautiful looking thing. I, I like he's got he's got the kind of art where I think that that would be fun to look at. Um, I think maybe, you know, I'd have to like, I don't know if it's out there, but if there's an old Frank Miller one, I think that would be fun. Right. Well, I think the old guys are great because I think now the comic book artists, when they sketch in their sketchbooks, they kind of have a sense that this could be something someday. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. uh, like Sean Murphy, like he was of a time period where he's like, oh, sketchbooks sell. So when he lays things out, it's kind of like he'll have an evolution of a character on one page, you know? Yeah. Whereas yeah. the old guys, it's kind of like they would just sketch on on random things and different books and stuff like yeah. that. And so it's more of a compilation. So I think if you can find a really well curated older artist, there's uh, a really good old Kirby one. Yeah, that would be cool. I think that'd be a good one to have. Yeah. Uh, like Kirby King of Comics would be a good one. You know, if if you're, I think those are kind of like the ooh a prestigious little book to to have. But this Sienkiewicz one, dude, I love how it's like the least, like it has nothing to do with anything, right? Because yeah. it's not going to be. It's gonna. It, I bet you it's pretty. I yeah. bet you it's pretty. It's not, you're not even going to have, like, Superboy in there, you know? No, no. But everybody should have a Superboy, I think. Yeah. And so, anyways, to broaden this out, if you're yeah. looking for that special holiday gift for your nerd, uh, then, you know, find out who the favorite artist is and see if there's a sketchbook. That's always yeah. a good thing. You, you know? might find something good for him in there. It shows you, it shows, like, hey, I took an interest in what you like. 
Yeah. Oh, I bet you probably. I bet you Jock has a good one too. Oh, you're right. I bet you Jock does have a good one, especially if it's colored too. Like if they, if yeah. they have some pages that are colored and watercolored, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. All right. So next on my list, uh, I someone shared this out. Uh, a comic book artist I, I follow on Twitter shared this out. Um, it is a French, uh, a French comic book that's been recently translated into English. It's called Petite, the Ogre Gods, Book One. Uh, and Petite is uh, the son of an ogre king, but he's very small. He's only a little taller than a human. And uh, the ogres, uh, like his ogre family, it's super, it looks super French, uh, the artwork in it. And, uh, you know, the person I was, the person I was uh, looking at shared some stuff online and I just, the, I just love the art in it. There, it's all black and white, um, but it is very, it's super stylized and it's, there's this thing about Euro European comics where they're much closer to manga than American comics are. And it's, it's manga with, it looks like manga without that art style that kind of drives me nuts a little bit. Um, so I, it looks really cool. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it. I just saw it, you know, I saw some, somebody was like, I just got this. I love this. Um, you should check it out. And so I had put it on my, on my, uh, list for, um, on Amazon. And so it's on my Amazon list. It is something I will pick up. I like to think of the comic book, uh, our comic book Christmas list. Um, my first one aside, which I am deep into reading. Um, I like to think of it as something that I wouldn't normally get out and buy. These are right. things that I've kind of put off buying or I'm yeah. like, Oh, that'd be cool. But I don't know if I want to like, maybe, but this Same is here. definitely something Same here. Yeah. This is definitely something where I'm like, yeah, no, that looks silly and kind of crazy. And it's not American. So they're like, they're going to push the envelope in a couple different ways that, that American comics don't always do. Right. Um, right. I mean, yeah. you know, preacher aside and stuff like that, but, but it looks, it's very cartoony and it's the kind of stuff that I want. It's like the ogre King wants to kill his son. I'm, and I'm reading like a, the, I'm reading the, the synopsis yeah. right now. It sounds pretty interesting. Like a very dark fantasy. Yeah. 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 That, almost like Pan's it, labyrinth, almost like a Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guillermo del Toro. Uh, but it, it, it seems like a fun, a fun read. And, and so that's, that's on my list. That's definitely something that I normally wouldn't probably go out and buy. Uh, but I'm like, Oh, some, I just saw the art from it and I'm like, okay, that's going on my list. It looks fun. And at some point when I'm bored and I'm like, what am I going to read next? I don't have anything to read. I'll, I, I will probably shove it in my own stocking. Yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, my next one, this is where things start to get weird, Josh. Things start to get weird. <laughs> All right. So my next one is uh, uh, a great place to go for your, your nerd uh, loved one is uh, Sideshow Toys. Sideshow Toys has all these really nice collectible statues, busts. Uh, premium toys and things like that. Shit that I wouldn't, I can never like. I'm, I'm never gonna th throw down on on these things. Uh, yeah. But I'm like, ooh, I want this. So since I got that preacher statue, I'm like, ooh, you know what? And I, I'm 34 years old, still single. It's time, you know what? Let my nerd flag flag fly. You're gonna, you're gonna run with that now. Yep. This is your, this is your new thing. All so right. So in my 20s, I'm not gonna put up like comic book statues and stuff like that. And here's the thing. The statues I want are not like comic book. I don't want like a Spider-Man in there. I want yeah. weird, really niche uh, statues. And so this one. I love it. This particular statue. So 
<laughs> is a uh, um, a statue. I think it's resin or uh, statue uh, by uh, Blitzway Toys, and it is Sharon Stone uh, as <laughs> Catherine Trammell from the classic movie Basic Instinct. Now, oh man, it's so maybe, good. And maybe, it's like the scene. Yeah, it's the scene where she's crossing and uncrossing her legs. Josh, I might say this prob- movie's probably from 93, 94, right? It most likely is. And, probably from... <laughs> and it's this beautiful statue of that iconic scene where Sharon Stone is just sitting and she's got her legs crossed and then she uncrossed her legs and she's smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And this statue, the detail in this statue is amazing, right? 1992. 1992. 1992. Just, just, under, just under the wire there. I mean, this statue's details... It looks like a little mini uh, Sharon Stone is living in your house. And <laughs> I want people to come into the house and be like, is that a Sharon Stone statue from Basic Instinct? I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. have one? Yeah. They're like, how much did you pay for this? I go, I don't want to talk about it. It was a gift. <laughs> to myself, but I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> but it's just one of, these, one of these weird things you can put next to a lamp and just like have Sharon Stone. I'm not going to lie. This, like a this, bookend? This, it would be like a great bookend. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This this movie did strange things to me as a child. Well, 1992 is probably is the first time you were like, oh. <laughs> what is this? What is going on? What's a, what's a beaver? <laughs> Do you know what it has the most impression on me is seeing it from Hot Shots or was it Loaded Weapon? Loaded Weapon. Loaded yes. Weapon. The the uh, Samuel Jackson and Emilio Estevez yes. knockoff of Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gratuitous beaver shot, <laughs> if I do remember. And then it's just the beaver sitting in the chair smoking a cigarette. Yes. So good. All right, Josh. What we got for me? All right, so the next on my list is something that I put on my list a while ago. Uh, I do like a good graphic novel story. Uh, I like uh, I like to read uh, sort of memoirs or true crime stuff in graphic novel form. We read um, Durf McDurf's Dirk Durf McDurf. Yeah, uh, uh, the Manson. Uh, my friend Dahmer, Dahmer right? Yeah. Um, I just reread Green River Killer. Um, which was one that came out years ago. Uh, I just reread it. I really enjoy that genre of sort of um, a memoir or a historical piece in, in like a solid graphic novel. So uh, this book is called Hostage. And um, this is essentially um, a, you know, it's essentially the tale of a Doctor Without Borders uh, who was kidnapped uh, and hidden in the Caucasus Mountains. And for three months, he lived like they had him jailed up as a hostage. Oh. And so it's his it's his story of, uh, you know, it was this doctor without borders, handcuffed in solitary confinement, no contact with the outside world. And it seems like something you could do really well in comic book form. Right. I don't I've never seen inside of it. I just remember it was on, you know, I put it on my you know, things get tossed on my Amazon list all the time. I remember uh, we were looking for a book at one point to do. And I was like, oh, let's see if I can find a good graphic novel. And, you know, you type in like best graphic novels of the year. And and this was one of the ones in 2017 talking about uh, how this was such a, you know, a good story. And I'm a sucker for indie comic books, uh, indie like that fantagraphic style kind of right. comic. Right. Uh, with uh, that tells a or a dark horse 
you know, that tells that good story. Uh, and I, this seemed really interesting to me. And so this one made my list. Um, cause sometimes I just like a complete story in a book, man, where I don't yeah. have to read nine. I don't have to read nine volumes of, of Batman. And the best part about that is having it on a Christmas list. It's one of those things where, you know, you open up your gifts and, uh, and the rest of the day is kind of lounging around. You got to do some cooking or whatever yeah. it is. Maybe you take your family out. So you're just sitting around the couch. The kids are playing with their toys. And it's something you can read in, like, maybe maybe a sitting, maybe two yeah. sittings. And you're done. You don't, like, you don't, like, you're not reading on Christmas. You read it. You're like, ugh, now I got to go out and buy the next one. So you're waiting for right. the comic book shop to open up. Or then you're immediately you're on Amazon. You're like, this is a nice Christmas day read. And right. It's all self-contained. Yeah, I read The Green River Killer again in like two nights, right? It was like two before bed readings and it was a fun read just to I mean, it's not fun. It's about, you know, the the <laughs> the what the Ridgeway Killer, but <laughs> like yeah. it's it was a it was a that genre is always sort of a I think it's a cool it's something cool that you can do with comic books that you that that there would be no reason to do a movie of it, yeah. right? Cuz no one's going to spend the money to do it. Maybe a Netflix, like, you know. Right, right. But, but like, right. And so this is kind of a, this, I thought this was kind of a cool little one that, that I was interested in reading. All right. So Travis, what's your next one, my uh, man? My next one and my last one uh, on here is another, it's not a comic. This is one of those things that's fun. Josh, there's something I don't own in my life. Uh, what what and don't I, you own? And I've recently taken up jogging. I jog every day. I do a couple mm -hmm. of kilometers a day, like four or five kilometers a day, go up the hills, come back down, and I got to take my cell phone, and I can't put it in my pocket because then it weighs down one side, and I feel like I got to be aerodynamic, you know, because I'm huffing yeah, yeah, up yeah. there. So I take it, and it's in this phone case, and I stuff it right in the waistband of my front of my pants. And I've got – I think I've adjusted my running so that way I can run with it there, and it doesn't fall out. Anyways, <laughs> it's become a problem, all right? Especially when I get sweaty, and then yeah. my, my – <laughs> your your phone smells, smells like balls. like pew like sweat. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets. Um, so I was like, you know what? I've always resisted the smartwatch. I've always resisted. Yeah. The smart I think they look gaudy. I think they're ridiculous. Uh, but I'm like, you know what? This is like over the top gaudy and ridiculous. This is the studio, the 161 Studio Batman smartwatch. Okay, it's this all-black watch. It's got retro Batman sounds. It's got, like, workout games where you have to, like, like if you're going to beat the Riddler, you have to get this many kilometers in or, like, this. your heart rate has to be this much. And I so, love it. And so, like, depending on different villains, you have to do, like, different things as far as your heart rate and, like, yeah. like a distance and all that stuff is concerned. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be so fit if I get this. <laughs> smartwatch because i'm gonna beat the joker the penguin uh i feel like bane would be like a, a real heavy weightlifting day yeah uh, yeah but this looks ridiculous it is something that if it wasn't so expensive i would just go ahead and buy for dr dan the biggest batman fan uh right because he wears those gaudy watches anyways uh so i'm like this is a perfect dan gift but i'm gonna sneak in and put it on my list so my 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 wife is always so I I'm out a lot because of my job. Right. So I have a lot of nights like evenings where I'm not home and Gab freaks out if I don't answer my phone. Like she thinks I'm dead in a ditch somewhere and we don't have ditches. And often what happens is when I'm at a meeting, my phone is on a table. Right. Yeah. And so I'm in the meeting. And so I don't know 
it's on silent i don't hear it but she's like are you dead is it possible are you dead and so she continually threatens to buy me a smartwatch but i am an overly particular human being yeah and i have worn the same watch i just buy it over and over again Mm -hmm. for about 10 years (laughs) i recently switched to a different one but it's essentially like it has to be a plain brown band and a plain face. That's all I want. I've also have bought the same belt for a decade. I just need a new one. I go to the store. I buy the same exact belt. You're a man of simple taste. <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that, I am. Look, I got a bunch of dumb stuff, right? Yeah, I yeah. will not. I will not disagree with that. But this is very. This is very tempting. This is. Very <laughs> tempting. <laughs> Like, but if, I you're like the, if you're in the middle of class, you're like, yeah. like guys, it's about we got about five minutes in the class. Uh, that's a Batman chiming in, right? I love it. Yeah, I really, I really think it's great. I think yep. it's fantastic. You have you've chosen wisely, sir. You've chosen wisely. <laughs> All, right. All right, give me your last one, Josh. Here is my last one. So uh, I mentioned this before. I usually like to keep my comic book club list, my comic book Christmas list, as a something that I've put off reading and I really wanted to check out or something that I normally wouldn't do or buy. And so uh, a couple of years ago, uh, this book came out in 2009, uh, but I probably read it, I don't know, two years ago at this point. And I got the first volume. It's only three volumes, but you know how you and I work. Yeah. We read one volume and then we just get on to reading the next too thing, much. right? Too much. We don't, there's too many comics out there. Too many. Uh, this is again a this is a French a French graphic novel comes in three volumes. One, here's the here's here's where it gets me. It's French sized. Mm. And I lo- I love the eight and a half by eleven yeah. size for a comic book. I don't I I can't explain to you why I love it. But this Bill Sinkevich uh and all those Marvel graphic novels are that size. There's just something about it. It's that same shape. It also has that stock kind of card card stock yeah. cover on it. Uh, but this is the story. It is a sci-fi one. It's French. Uh, and it is about uh, in the years 2035. I read the first volume. I really love the first volume. It was this kind of really interesting thing. And at the end of the volume, the a uh, a uh, like a spaceship lands, a space capsule lands in the U.S. Or they discover that in the Indian Ocean, they find this spacecraft. And inside of it, is Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. What? And so that so it's like 2035, this thing lands and that's who's inside a of it. A couple of alcoholic American <laughs> <laughs> like and so um it's about, you know, it's a it's a French book but it's a US uh you know, it takes place um it's a US Navy finds it. So it's not something that's very French in nature, but it's just that the art style and in the, you know, it's slightly photorealistic but not too much. Um, and it just seems like, well, that's kind of a, a wacky thing. And I had bought it and it was on, it's not, it's not expensive. It's like seven bucks a thing. Cause they're not very big. It's about the same size as those, is those Marvel graphic novels. So they're like two issues a piece. Right. Got it. Uh, and so there's three volumes of it. It probably turns out to be like six issues worth of comics. Um, but it, it was one of those things where like, yeah, I'm totally going to get that. I have to finish reading that. And then life and comic books and all this other stuff gets in the way. And then I found it again as I was moving some stuff around. I'm like, 
well, crap, man. And so I put the other two volumes on my on my Amazon list. So the next time I'm looking through and I'm like, oh, I need something to read, it'll pop up for me so, so I can read this one. It was kind of a really cool story. It's called The Chimpe- uh, Chimpanzee Complex. Uh, and yeah, The Chimpanzee Complex. Uh, and so I, I am, ex- I'm super interested. It's three books. I just have to get volumes one and two to finish it up. This is one of those things that I just put off and I'm like, yeah, that'd be a fun little read, you know, read the first volume again with the other two. Again, a great Christmas read. Cause if I get those two volumes, I have the whole story. Yep. I, I spend Christmas day flipping through it. Just getting through those comic books. Honey, can you life. help me in the kitchen? Uh, I'm reading comics, babe, babe, mm. babe. Here's the best comics. thing is. Here's the best thing about our Christmas. We do Christmas breakfast. We invite everybody to our house. So we just do breakfast. And it's a big breakfast. And then we don't do anything. Nice. We don't we don't go anywhere. No one comes to our house. Like we send our parents away and tell them to go. And we just hang out. You just eat garbage for the rest of the day. Yep. And then we did this thing last year because we went to Disney last year, the day after Christmas. And we went out and got Chinese food on Christmas night. It was the best thing we've oh, ever nice. done. We got Chinese takeout. I think that's what we're going to do. Like, from here like on a out christmas story yeah like very a, much a christmas like, story. yeah very nice yeah. very nice very nice all right so, so i th- i think there's one that we would both agree uh that should be on top of everyone's list as far as a christmas stocking stuffer uh, what uh, is this what, what have you got for uh me? i think that everyone should go out there go to threadless.com backslash comic exposure and buy your loved one a comic exposure t-shirt or, or a, a comic exposure post yeah tote. Or a tote or a coffee mug. These things, they can literally just easily fit in your stocking. Right. That tote, you know what it's good for? You know what it's good for? You take it to the comic book store on Wednesday. You buy your books, and they say, do you want a bag for those? And you say, no, sir. I have a tote. Yep. And you hold up that tote. You stuff your comics inside yep. that tote, and you're good to go. Or even better yet, you know what? Like, Let's say you just had a new baby, and you're like looking around. Oh, we got to get this baby a stocking. Why get him a stocking? Just yeah. hang that, hang that comic exposure tote over the fire mantle and you know what uh, i'm gonna do this year you know what i'm gonna do this year i'm gonna order one and instead of a stocking i'm gonna use the comic exposure and it gives you more room to stuff stuff in because nothing says give me comics for christmas like a comic exposure tote exactly now we're on the same page my friend threadless.com backslash comic Comic exposure exposure. get yourself a tote get yourself a t-shirt or a mug guys because the holidays are here yep because you know what it is it's the holiday season. <laughs> holiday season. Is that I, a that new is, song? <laughs> have you never heard that one? No. It's the holiday season. I don't know it. Like a bum 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 No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. <laughs> All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and listening to our comic book Christmas list. We hope that you uh, you're able to kind of check out this. If anything piqued your interest, uh, the uh, links to all these Amazon. Uh, all these books uh, will be in, in statues of Sharon Stone will be in the the notes, the podcast notes. So you can check those out and you can click away and order it. Uh, babe, if you listen to this, the link is there. So just click on it. Order me some chimpanzee complex. Should we give out our addresses in case people want to, you know, send us? <laughs> you know what? If you want to send us something, you can you just just give me them DMs. Yeah. Right? Give me some of those deep messages slide into my dm with a rolled up comic book just yep. to shove right up in my stocking just tell so us, tell us what we should read next tell us what yeah. we should what's on us your to something. what's on your comic book christmas list yep. if you want to share with us what's on your comic book christmas list 
You can get at us at on Twitter at Comic Exposure. You can get at us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Comic Exposure or on the website for this uh, for this actual episode. There's always a place for you to comment and uh, and share about the episode on there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. We love you. Uh, we hope that you have a fantastic holiday. Whatever you are celebrating, be it uh, the Hanukkah or the Christmas or nothing. Maybe you you just uh, maybe it's the winter solstice is your is your winter mistress that you like to celebrate. Whatever it is, we hope you have a great holiday. Uh, say you know, hug someone, uh, tell them you love them, uh, and enjoy it. Travis and I are going to come back to you with our next book that we're reading. Uh, we were we talked to you guys about reading. Uh, all of my friends are all my heroes are junkies. Uh, we decided to set that one aside. Another comic book podcast who has far more listeners than us did that and we don't we don't want it to seem like we're like aping just aping we don't want to do that and so what we're going to do is our next book is going to be batman white knight dr dan the batman fan is going to come on over the holiday uh and we are going to do a little bit of reading of batman white knight definitely check it out it's sean murphy's uh sean murphy's take on batman it is his dark knight uh that's that's essentially I mean, it's not like his version of the Dark Knight, but I would tell you that I believe that he's doing his Dark Knight saga uh, with this with this story. Uh, so go ahead, check it out. Remember, you can find us on our website, www.comicexposure.com. All the places I said before. Uh, happy holidays. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at J or at Josh R Buckley. Uh, Travis doesn't use his Twitter ever, um, but you can follow him on I Instagram. I lost my password. You lost your password. Just come up with a different one, dude. You can find Travis on uh, Instagram at Jurassic Park. That's Jurat double T's at Sick Park. Very difficult uh, name. Gotta fi- I gotta change that it one. It is. Can it's you just, tough. Can you just change? Can I just change my Instagram name, or do I have to get a new account? You can on Twitter. I don't know if you can on Instagram, but <sighs> you can follow. You can follow me on the Twitter. Uh, I don't remember what mine is on Instagram. It's either Josh Broccoli or Josh J Broccoli. R Broccoli. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's one of those. So you can follow. You can follow on this there. You just just look for us on the social medias, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You have a fantastic holiday. Uh, we'll be back at you talking about Batman White Knight just in time for the a White Christmas. Uh, I'm dreaming about. of a white, white night miss. Uh, like white night miss is what we're going to be having. Uh, and you know we're coming up with our list of books. I don't know what's coming out after that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But we uh, we love you all. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next trade.